Welcome to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. This is episode number 33, where Jeff talks to Joey Bignasco from Valley Mills Vineyards. Hi, I'm Jeff Cope, and if this is your first time listening to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast, welcome. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. Today I'm talking to Joey Minasco, and he's from Valley Mill Vineyards. Thanks uh, thanks for having me, Jeff. It's good to be on the podcast. Oh, it's great to have you, Joey. So so for those who may not know, Valley Mills Vineyards is located uh, to the west of Waco. Mm-hmm. And so, first of all, what's your title at the winery? Uh, I'm our, our general manager these days, uh, as of a month ago. Um, and uh, general manager and co-owner, I, uh, I help manage the place with uh, my father, John, and my mother, Candace. Okay. Um, so I hear there's some changes coming up to the tasting room. I've been there a couple times, but you, mm-hmm. got, you got something going on, though? Yeah, yeah. We've got, uh, we've got big expansion plans. We're currently uh, we're, we're breaking ground in just a couple weeks here on our new estate winery, uh, which is going to be out on our vineyard site in, in the little town of Valley Mills. And uh, so it's going to be a big change for us and uh, hopefully a big upgrade. And uh, you'll certainly be invited to the grand opening, Jeff. I'd oh, love to make it if I can. Your viewers as well. <laughs> on the estate vineyard, so how big is the vineyards there? So the our estate vineyard there, it's just five acres. And uh, it's, uh, it's, on a, it's a real uh, steep limestone hillside um, out in Valley Mills. And uh, it's where we... Where we source all our uh, all our state Tempranillo, um, Grenache, and Muscat Canelli right now. So, is that primarily what you grow those those three grapes? Um, yes. In addition to uh, we we have a network of other local growers and mostly in Bosque County, some in McLennan County, right there west of Waco. Um, in addition, we do uh, a lot of local Viognier and Cabernet, but um, but yeah, that's that those are primary primarily the local um, varietals that we're growing and working with. Okay, so since you're in the Waco, which I guess I don't know, not, is that technically hill, northern hill country, or um, in you know not technically in the uh, we're not inside the bounds of the of that American viticultural area in any way, and uh, so uh, you know some people um, might refer to it as sort of an extension of the hill country. Um, in the in that the the same um, topography and those those rolling limestone hills, mostly cedar and oak trees, do extend uh, certainly north through San Saba and uh, you know all the way up through you know we're, we're you know Valley Mills, Clifton, Meridian up there. If, if uh, folks have been up that way, they'll know that the land looks very similar to to much of the hill country. But you know we're we're kind of in a in an interesting spot. Uh, we would call ourselves, you know, Central Texas, but um, it, at present, um, all our wines are just labeled Texas because we're not in a uh, in an AVA, and uh, you know that could change in the future. But uh, yeah, that's where we are for now. Okay, so uh, I know you've worked at a number of places. So growing the estate vineyards there, what's the difference or the challenges that you find versus uh, the high plains, say, or other parts of the hill country? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been lucky to work for uh, some of the best wineries around. Uh, I worked for uh, for the uh, uh, Robert Fritz, Barbara Hatterline down at uh, Solaro State Winery. had a, had a great experience with those guys in Dripping Springs, and uh, 
the last year I've been working um, uh, with the Culkins, uh, David Culkin, primarily at uh, Paternalis Cellars um, in uh, Stonewall near Fredericksburg. And then throughout all that, had some experience with you know, high plains growers as well. And um, I think that we're we've got a, a very high potential up in in our area west of Waco. Um, certainly, our our good years are, are as good as as anything I've experienced as a grower. And I would say particularly for the for the production of structured red wines, the uh, the area in the in the steep aspects and the the hillside vineyard sites that are available. It's, uh, it's, it's really promising. One of the differences I would say from the hill country is we have a little bit more organic matter higher on the hillsides. And, um, we tend to have more of a, uh, a similar caliche and fractured limestone, uh, bedrock and subsoil, but, um, our, uh, our, our topsoil tends to be a little bit more organically rich, which, um, so for, if you want to get into the nitty, nitty gritty of farming, um, we, we do a little bit less in the way of, uh, of composting, at least in the first decade of a vineyard's life. And, uh, and it's, it's, we think of it more in terms of, of, you know, of, we're very minimalists, uh, we're minimalist in our approach. And so, it's uh it's working out we're we're finding from the network of vineyards that we farm there that uh, going uphill is a plus of course um and drainage water drainage is really key in vineyard site selection um uh, especially you know uh especially for your reds that you're trying to to make a concentrated and uh and tannic grape it's the flatland and uh and soils heavy in clay um, have not been uh, have not been our best bets so far. It's really the the thinner, rockier soils and uh, and and you know steeper aspects. <laughs> okay, very interesting. So uh, I've had that uh, your Tempranillo before, which is very good. Uh, what other popular wines do you have at the Valley Mills? So Tempranillo really is the the basis of our uh, of our red wine program and and will continue to be. Um, we just bottled our very first varietal Cabernet Sauvignon, and uh, we're excited about that. Um, and uh, on the white side, we really have had the most success with Viognier. We, our, uh, we, we have a, a local vineyard that we, uh, we lease and manage um, called Trinity Vineyards, and uh, the Viognier we're getting off of that land in Bosque County is, is, really, uh, is really showing well. And so we're, we plan to, the, those are wines that are all available from us now if you visit Valley Mills Vineyards, but, um, and they, they feature, uh, prominently in our future plans as well. Um, Tempranillo and Viognier in particular, we're gonna, we're not stopping. <laughs> okay. Sounds great. So did I hear there's a change in the winemaking? Uh, yes, indeed. We've got a, uh, a new winemaker, Mark Moberg, um, who, uh, we're very excited about leading the program. And, uh, Mark, uh, beyond being just a joy to work with, he's, uh, he's a really talented, uh, winemaker with a great palate. Um, and his background, um, previous to this includes, uh, his stint at, uh, Inwood Estates. And, uh, and we're, uh, we're big fans of, uh, of Dan Gatlin and his program over there. And we're, uh, we feel lucky to, to have, uh, hired kind of his uh his old protege and uh and brought some of that some of that great knowledge into the building but um yeah we're we're really happy to have mark on board and i think he's gonna he's gonna lead us uh well for a long time 
What kind of long-term plans do you have? Um, yeah, we we want to position ourselves as uh, as one of the top producers in the state, hopefully, and uh, you know continue to to grow our, our company slowly and in the right way. But uh, I think the the new state winery is is really going to be a boon and uh, is really going to help with that. Um, and uh, you know we're we want to stay focused on the vineyard most of all because um, it's really uh, your your potential for quality is very fixed, I believe, by the time the grapes come into the winery. And uh, I feel that most of what we do beyond a few stylistic choices in winemaking is um, try not to screw things up and uh, and keep the the character of the fruit intact. So we we want to we want to grow slowly and in the right way. And for us, that means uh, mostly we need to be out there in the vineyards and we need to be walking walking the rows uh, or managing them ourselves and uh, and working with, with uh, high quality growers if we're not managing the fruit ourselves so that we can uh, we can keep delivering you know consistency which is uh, which is what we want to give our customers we're also um, getting more and more into events and trying to deliver fun experiences for our customers so yeah sounds great <laughs> sounds great so last year uh, you actually wrote a preview post on uh, Texas wine lover about the Rootstock, a Texas wine festival. What can you tell us about that festival? I did, and I, I really appreciated the uh, the exposure as I do now, um, and I <laughs> do plan to write a bit more for you guys. The uh, that festival is a is a project a long time in the making, but it's uh, it's an annual wine festival. We're doing it again this year, um, Saturday, April twenty second. If anybody hears this before then and uh, wants to visit um, rootstockwinefest.com to grab your tickets. Um, so that is a uh, it's a wine festival featuring uh, this year 18 of the top wineries in Texas, and uh, we're really working hard on it. It's held in the in the Indian Spring Park in downtown Waco, um, so it's really the the best possible location in the city, and uh, and downtown Waco has really been um, getting revitalized with the the project of the silos, magnolias, and the, we've, we've been seeing a lot more tourism to Waco uh, statewide and, and from people outside of the state. And so we want to be, uh, our winery, we want to be plugged into that, uh, that downtown atmosphere. And, and the festival is a really, uh, really fun way to, to celebrate um, Texas wine. And we, you know, we, we started it after having lots of experience at other uh, wine festivals, including uh, Discover Wine Fest in Houston, which was a great experience, um, and uh, wanting to set something up that is just friendly for the consumers, friendly for the wineries, and uh, where everybody has a chance to to tell their story, and and uh, you know where consumers get to taste some of the best stuff around all in one day. So it's a uh, it's a fun time, and uh, we're uh, yeah we're planning to continue it. Good. Yeah, I know how much hard work, like you said, the Discover Wine Festival, and we had tough time managing that. So I know it's a lot of work to set up a festival. So certainly, good good luck with uh, again a successful second year. Thank you, thank you. So, is there anything else you'd like to add? Tell our listeners. Oh no, uh, I appreciate being on the podcast. Um, if you're listening to this, uh, we'd love to have you come visit us at Valley Mills Vineyards and. Uh, um, yeah, come see us. Um, come uh, stay tuned at the Texas Wine Lover. We'll let you know about the uh, the upcoming festival, our grand opening, which should be in about a year uh, for the new facility. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it, Jeff. Well, thank, thanks again, Joey, for chatting with us. So that'll do it for this episode. So until next time, cheers. 
Thanks for listening to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. If you would like to read the show notes and see the photos included in a larger size, check out the blog post at texaswinelover.com. Be sure to check out our archive section on the website for previous podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TXWineLover. Plus, we are also on Twitter. Please subscribe to the podcast either on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Join us next time for another episode of the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. Podcast.